Hello and welcome to Efficiency Rocks, a podcast for anyone looking to make their home more organized, increase their self-sufficiency, save money, and still have energy for the things you love. I'm your host, Roxanne. I work a full-time job, and just like you, I want to enjoy a well-kept home, engage social life, and focus on my health and wellness. So I'm bringing you what I've learned, and I'm still learning, to help all of us keep life flowing and efficient. Let's get started. Hey y'all. So in part one of the series, I encouraged you to treat spending money at the grocery store like a habit and using your awareness and incremental changes to improve your spending and savings goals. In this week's episode, we're going to add some icing to the cake and talk about a few additional strategies to use at the store after you've developed some new spending habits. We will talk through bulk buying and stock up sales. Next week, we'll continue adding to our knowledge of keeping a food budget with more anchoring strategies. But one of the things I want to stress here is that keeping a food budget doesn't start by getting good deals at the store. It starts with your habits and getting good deals at the store is just a level up on those things that you're already thinking about and conscious of. Bulk buying and stock up share, uh, sales share the same goal. You purchase enough of a certain item such that you don't need to go to repurchase it anytime soon. Generally speaking, we're trying to aim for something in the realm of over a month. The key difference though is timing. In bulk buying, you determine when you would like to make that purchase. Stock up sales are when you take advantage of a heavy discount that a store is putting on, and obviously you don't control when that happens. Um, Buy one, get one free sales or case sales are the simplest examples. But obviously you don't control this, and so that can be kind of a bit of a game when it comes to stock up sales. But in both cases, you are buying large amounts of an item to save you time and often money but this also requires a bit of planning and strategy. So let's dig into bulk buying first. Often when you buy the largest quantity of a product offered at a grocery, you are receiving the lowest per unit price. A good example is oats. You can buy a small canister of oats and the cost per pound of those might be around $1.25. Your small canister doesn't cost you a lot up front, And if you are someone who eats oatmeal every day, those little cans might last you a week, a week and a half. But if you buy a 25 pound bag of oats from your store's bulk food section, it might cost you closer to 75 cents a pound. So clearly you are paying less per pound of the same exact product, but you're paying less for packaging, and also for the time that distributors had to put into putting things into those smaller packages. If you have access to stores that offer those scoop and weigh bins, be sure to inquire with the department manager if they offer a discount after a certain number of pounds. Often, stores with a scoop and weigh will offer a discount if you buy an entire bag or box worth of a product that they then don't need to spend the time pouring into the bins for people to scoop out. So you can get an additional discount 
on an already lower price per unit product. You might also find that stores offer a case discount on canned goods, and that's worth um, talking about and asking about. Cases are anywhere from 12 to 16 to 24 cans of an item. It just depends on what type of product we're actually talking about. Switching gears to stock up sales. Stock up sales are great because they are often for specific seasonal items. So for example, during the summer, you are likely to see strawberries have a price difference because there is a product, and a lot of it, that needs to be moved and selling at a discount and smaller profit margin is better for the store than not selling and having a loss. Also, it gets you coming back to the store when something's on sale um, and it's special for that time of year. This can be a really great way to stock up on things that don't often go on sale, like also broth or frozen items. There can be flash sales of these kinds of items at grocery stores that really are to your advantage, especially if they're like a buy one, get one free kind of situation because you're cutting your cost in half per unit. But as with all things, there are some cautions if you are considering buying in bulk or taking advantage of stock up sales. The first is your upfront cost. You are going to need to plan for and adjust your budget to accommodate a higher upfront cost for a product that once bought you of course won't be buying for quite some time. But this can take practice and you don't want it to accidentally leave you with too little money for your remaining grocery budget. And depending on your circumstance, that might be tighter or more flexible. Uh, but this means might mean like setting aside money for a few weeks leading up to when you go ahead and make this bulk purchase, or it might mean needing to move money from another area of your budget that will need to live a little leaner in order for you to make that purchase. That being said, this is, this is kind of high stakes, right? To be putting up an upfront cost for something that you're hoping will now last you a certain amount of time. So you only want to buy things that you know you actually go through and that you go through with some frequency. Don't bother buying items that take you too long to consume, something that you don't consume at least a few times per week. Otherwise, you just used up a portion of your budget on something that you ultimately will not use, and that's wasteful, or something that just takes you so long to get through, it didn't actually help your budget because it was spread out so far that those cost savings are nominal. I'll give you a non-food example, um, dental floss, right? You can go to a store like Costco and buy like a six or a 10 pack of dental floss. However, you're going to pay an upfront fee, right? You're gonna pay for having all of that dental floss for the next, I don't know, <laughs> three years of your life. Um, but it takes you so long to get through that that upfront cost might've been better set somewhere else, better used somewhere else in another portion of your budget. Because on the whole, buying a $1, maybe, if that much little thing of dental floss that lost, lasts you for like two months, right, doesn't feel the same as suddenly having to spend $6 up front at the store in that one moment. So something to consider. But with foods, you know, things that you don't go through a lot, like 
I don't know, cranberry sauce. If you're someone who only eats cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for you to buy eight cans of cranberry sauce and you're only going to use one of them over the course of the next year, right? So don't buy things that you don't use often and that you don't use a lot of. The second thing is storage space. Buying large quantities of certain groceries might mean needing to have one or more dedicated containers for it. So in particular, I'm thinking about our flours and our grains and our dried legumes. Those are things that you cannot just keep in the bag, especially if you have you like purchased that bag and scooped, right? If you're doing the scoop and weigh thing and you're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and buy 10 pounds of this flour or these oats because I know I go through a lot of them. Those bags and how they're sealed, like if you keep going in and out of that bag every day, you're exposing all of that product to oxygen over and over and over again. And if you don't properly seal the bag after you've used it, you're really running the risk of those things going bad. So if you're buying a lot of something, you do want to try to split it up into airtight containers. And obviously, you're going to take up space. So consider your storage capacity and the tools you have to actually store those products. If you pay all of that money up front and you end up losing product because it wasn't properly sealed, because it gets contaminated, um, you're going to be upset, right? Like that's going to hit your budget. You're going to feel that. And it's very wasteful. Okay. Stock up sales. They come with their own set of precautions. Oftentimes, stock up sales happen at a seasonal time for a seasonal product Sometimes it doesn't always have a long shelf life. So be sure that how much you buy reflects how much you can get through or store. Just because it's a good deal doesn't mean you should take extra money from your budget for it. Produce is a really good example because the reality is that you never know how long produce from a grocery store will last because you don't know how old it already is or how many times it's been transported. Every time produce is handled, you shorten its shelf life a little bit. So when things go on sale in your area because they are in season, it's not necessarily the best thing to buy a ton of it if you can't store it properly, if you don't have a plan for cooking it and storing it in a different way, if you don't know how long it's been there, right? Be cautious about that. Strawberries are a great example or blueberries, right? They go on sale when they are in season and we buy tons of them. But we also might let a lot go to waste because we overbuy and we didn't properly preserve them. So if you have the capacity to buy eight pounds of strawberries because they have a deep discount and you're going to go through the time of washing, coring, slicing, and then packaging and freezing them, great. But if you don't have the time to do that, Don't waste your money on that sale or buying too much for that sale just because it's a good deal. Meat is always or not always the best thing to buy lots of unless you have the right freezer for it and you know what you can do with all of that. Also, remember that just because you're putting something in the freezer does not mean it's going to last forever. It'll last a long time. And different, different uh, food products have different life spans in the freezer. But if they're not packaged exactly right, if too much water gets in there, if air gets in there, 
right? Freezer burns the thing. Or if you simply wait too long, you might lose that product. So be very cautious about buying things like meat and produce unless you know how to store them and you have the space to store them. Also be aware of this about those stock up sales. They're often designed to move a product off the shelves because it's nearing the end of its shelf life. So make sure that you're taking a look at expiration dates. You should do this anytime you're buying in bulk, but in particular, when something is on sale, there's probably a reason. And it's because the store still wants to make a profit and not a loss. Once something gets to an expiration date for packaged goods, um, stores have to take them off the shelves. And so that's a loss for them. But be careful. Don't buy things that are so close to their date that you aren't 100% confident you will be able to go through them. Buying in bulk and taking advantage of stock up sales is a great way to save money, but it does take some time and it takes some practice and probably some trial and error, but it really will make a dent in your life or in your budget <laughs> if you are paying attention to the things that you know you go through a lot of and if you can start recognizing those patterns and actually have a line item for those at all times. If you have a separate line item for, say, oats and rice because you know those are staples in your household and you can start predicting how much you actually need to get through your typical week, therefore your typical month, and then hopefully the next few months, you can set that amount aside in advance and know how much you're going to need to get through a longer period of time. All right, y'all, that is it for part two of this food budgeting series. Hope you feel a little bit more comfortable with the idea of bulk buying and using stock up sales and what might be necessary in order to take true advantage of them. Next week, we're going to talk through double use ingredients and batch cooking and some unexpected bulk bin items. If you enjoyed today's ideas, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend to ensure you don't miss upcoming episodes where I will continue to share more tips and tricks every Wednesday to help manage this thing we call life. You can also find more content on Instagram at Efficiency Rocks, spelled R-O-X. This has been Roxanne with Efficiency Rocks. I'll catch you in the next one.